Welcome to Raw the Podcast with Amy and Grecian, where we talk real and raw with mamas who have had to fight and be fierce, who have been thrown curveballs and faced adversity. We discuss everything from premature birth and NICU life, special needs and infant loss, to those everyday mum life struggles we all feel. Nothing is off topic. We hope that by opening up and being vulnerable, we can break down the walls and start to remove some of the shame and stigma associated with these traumatic experiences while helping other mamas feel less alone. I'm Amy, special needs and medical mama to Premier Boys James and Jack. I'm the founder of my own small business and support network, Miracle Mama, where I advocate fiercely for the infertility, Premier and special needs community. And I'm Grecian, mama of four girls, including two full-termers, Adeline and Macy, and a set of Premier twins, Hannah and Riley, born at 25 weeks. I'm an IVF warrior and am passionate about sharing the unfiltered ups and downs of motherhood. We don't share your average mama stories, and this isn't your average podcast. Raw is unrefined and breaks through the bullshit of navigating guilt, grief, and trauma. I mean, let's be honest, we've been through more shit than some could even imagine, so at this point we don't really have a filter. But with this being said, please note we do talk about sensitive topics in our episodes, which we know can be distressing. We give this warning simply to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Please take care of yourselves and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. And lastly, let us assure you that it's not all bad and sad. It's a place to have real and raw conversations. Ask those questions that may be playing on your mind. And above all, we hope to shine a light on the life-changing perspective and appreciation that only these experiences can give you. We share the overwhelming joys and triumphs that our little miracles bring to our lives. And we discuss the inspiration and hope we have gained from this community. While our experiences are individually unique, we are forever a part of something truly special, a community of fierce mama bears and their cubs navigating the storm, and together we'll roar. Welcome back to the pod, Roarers. Hello, Grecian. Hey, Amy. We're here. We've done it. Yeah. We've yeah. made it. We've made it on, finally. Just saying that um, we've both lost our mojo over the past month, um, but mm-hmm. it'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully when I would like to put out into the universe, like when does it come back, please? It'll come. I need a sign or I, something. I think hopefully spring. <laughs> I think we just all need some spring. sunshine and health. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah and health. Good and health. Yeah. Cure all those germs, And to be please. all home together. Jack's still yes. in hospital. Um, After 11 days, you were saying now? Yeah. And we do, we, yeah, like don't know when. Don't know what's going on there yet, so just await and see. But um, I'm very proud of us for continuing <laughs> through this mm-hmm. shitstorm with the pod. So proud of us. Yes. Um, yeah, we're actually planning on, fingers crossed, things may change. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but this week we're hoping to do an Insta mm-hmm. Live with you all. So um, where we just do a bit of a talk about, yeah, the last month, what we've both been through, yep. Riley and Jack updates and answering your questions. I know, Grecian, you've had a lot about Riley and her tube feeding from your followers. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of questions. Yeah, and same with me and Jack, Jack. and um, lots of questions about what a tune-up is and mm. what his admission's been about. Um, yep. So, yeah, we will get on and answer all of that stuff. And I'm hoping if I can make it work somehow, <laughs> technology, who knows, but I'm going to also share it as a um, bonus episode on the pod. So it will be uploaded as a episode that you can li- listen to on your podcast platforms as well. Which would be awesome if we can make it yeah, work. just as a little, little extra um, in between um, our usual weekly episodes so yeah we're just adding more work <laughs> to course, the load. on top of everything else <laughs> why not? right why not throw it in there but yeah you guys are so invested in both of our journeys and I think it's important that we um keep you updated and definitely. yeah it's almost easier to just do that than to write back to the hundreds of messages I think so. isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely yeah 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 all right, so this week though we have another incredible guest Hayley from Haley and the boys underscore IVF miracles on Instagram. And she just has a lazy 11,000 followers. She I know, right? is yeah. <laughs> beautiful. 
Isn't she? I think that that just proves how genuinely she shares her ups and downs of both motherhood and her IVF marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll understand a bit more from our chat. She's just so authentic and she connects with people so easily Mm -hmm. and she's really funny. (laughs) She made me laugh. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Like the giggles that you shared as a preview. Oh, yeah. The cracks me up. You'll you'll hear it. Yeah. 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 Not giving anything else away. Yeah. Um, So in short, Hayley is an IVF warrior times two, the second time around they endured 23 rounds over multiple years. Throughout all of this, her first son Liam was diagnosed with global developmental delay, autism, ADHD and epilepsy, amongst other things as well. In this episode, we start right at the beginning and chat with Hayley about how all this came to be diagnosed and the early days, behaviours and everything that Liam displayed and how they are managing now and in those early days. Yeah, so we talk about Liam and what a typical day looks like for their family now, including Liam's little brother, Alexander, who just turned one, and how they've learned to know what is best for Liam and the routines that they've put into place to support him. Mm. I remember saying this about you, Grecian, and I can see why you guys connected on social media because Haley is a serious vibe. I was really hooked in this chat and I could have yep. listened to her all day. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking earlier that if Haley was a book, I wouldn't be able to put her down. No, oh, <laughs> I'm so such a true. loser. No, my but little, it's so um, true. <laughs> my little, um, what are they called? I don't even know. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, we're both um, tired, guys. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to think of the word. You'll think of it after. Is it an anal... An, no, that's not the word. Oh. Uh, an, anagram? No, it's not anagram. Anal- analog. A- no, analog. It's a clock. <laughs> Oh, my oh God. shit! No, no, I don't know what you can. Are you googling it? Yes, but I because I'm like what I'm, I don't want to tell you what I thought it was because it's not. No, you have to tell me what you thought it was no. now. I can't edit anything and I can't do make giggle reels of you, so you can just tell me. <laughs> no, what is the word? Metaphor. It's not a metaphor, is it? Oh, it's sort of like a metaphor. Analogy. That Analogy. was close. I knew it was an an and I was going to say anecdote. <laughs> No. Analogy. Analogy. There we go. We got the word. We got it. Anyway, enough from us. Um, Yep, enough from us. Here it is, guys. We hope you love it. This week's episode is sponsored by Second Scout. Created by an Australian mum of two young children, Second Scout have a wide range of magnet timber weekly planners and routine helpers that use pictures to make it easy for all kids of all abilities to interpret. If you're like me and want to empower and promote independence, as well as being first in line for anything that can make my life a little less chaotic, then Second Scout's beautiful range is for you. My personal favourite picture tiles are the additional needs set that works so well with Riley and all of her appointments, such as physio or when she needs to take medication. Thank you, Second Scout, for making my hectic life that little bit easier. Hi, Hayley, and welcome to Raw the Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us and sharing your amazing motherhood story. You have been through quite the journey just to be able to have children and we are so blown away by your strength and determination in going through 23 rounds of IVF to have your beautiful second baby, Alexander. Now, today we are going to focus more on your other boy, Liam's journey, but we do want to touch on those 23 rounds and how you got through those years of IVF and fertility treatment. Um, I'm very stubborn. (laughs) And I don't take no for an answer. Well, that's not a bad um, thing. So we did. <laughs> no. So we did IVF with Liam, and we were told that we wouldn't conceive Liam, and we did. And so when we wanted to try for baby number two, tried it six months, and got told it wouldn't happen. And I'm like, no, it's going to. And then on our final try, it worked. So yeah. how 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 did you cope over that time? Because that was years, um, years. Yeah. yeah. So we started trying when Liam was six months and Liam is seven next week. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just became very robotic and just 
went through the motions. I think I just blocked everything out and just head down kept going, and then when it yeah. failed, yeah, yeah. And how did you cope with all the yeah the failed rounds? Did you just sort of pick yourself up and go again, or did you ever have a little bit of a break? Um, we didn't really have a break. I just ate a lot of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate's always good. Um, I was going to say, you can't really yeah. even drink wine, can you? No. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, so, yeah, we had a little break um, maybe for a few months when um, we just needed a break between cycles, but no huge breaks, no. Yeah. Because I just wanted it done. I didn't want the boys age too far away, yeah. but unfortunately... Yeah. yeah. Happened anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we both know the infertility world all too well, but honestly, I just admire your courage and your determination to continue through so many rounds. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. bloody amazing. Um, and to see your beautiful boy, Alexander, now, who is actually one today. Happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday. Yeah, you can probably hear him screaming in the background. <laughs> just wake up from a nap. <laughs> Oh, it just makes my heart so happy that you got your rainbow baby. Yes. Very blessed to have him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's just brought so much light and love to your life from what I've seen on Instagram. So let's get straight into chatting about Liam and his journey. Liam is seven years old and has quite a few diagnoses. What are they all? Uh, so Liam's current diagnosis sheet is autism level two to three, mm-hmm. global development delay, childhood anxiety, epilepsy, opposition defiance order, sensory processing order, and ADHD. Wow. Was it a journey, I'm guessing it was, to get all of those diagnoses? And when did you first start to have an inkling that something was at play um, so Liam was always a larger baby. Mm-hmm. It still is large now. <laughs> um, and we just thought he was lazy. And then as he got closer to being one, we were like, no, something else is going on here. He wasn't crawling. He was um, back scooting everywhere mm-hmm. yeah. and um, just different sensory things that had I started noticing at playgroup that, maybe the other babies weren't doing yep. that he was getting affected by. Yep. So we took him to a paediatrician when he was, just before he was one, we got told, no, nothing wrong with him. He'll just wait and see kind of thing. Develop yep. normal. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and then when he was 18 months, I um, took him back again and that's when we got diagnosed with global development delay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 18 months, was he still not crawling or...? Um, so by then he was rolling and he was crawling, but he still wasn't walking. Yeah. Yeah. So quite early you, you were onto it, which is amazing. But once again, had to, yeah, had to go and sort of push. Yeah. 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 I just felt like in my gut, I was like, something's not right. And I'm like, I didn't know that I was overthinking it because I was first time mom. Um, But yeah, I was just like, no, something's not right here. He's just not that you compare. Oh, but it's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah, It's so hard not to, especially when they should be doing something like walking between that 12 months to 18 months. And if they're not doing that, you're kind of questioning like, is there something more at play here? Yeah. And there wasn't a reason otherwise yeah. for, you know, his delays was that he wasn't premature or anything like that. Um, so he was in and out of hospital a lot as a baby. Um, he seemed to pick up every virus under the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, no, yeah. there wasn't yeah. um, any other reason. Yeah. Um, so then what were the things that he was doing that made you question autism and ADHD? Um, so when he was diagnosed with um, global development delay, they did question autism, mm-hmm. um, but they said because he was under three yep. that they weren't going to do anything. Um, so we did have therapy in that time and obviously he's really sensitive to noise, a lot of stimming, mm-hmm. a bit like Riley, yep. loves the baby lights in right in his face and um, he would absolutely crack it if any other baby cried near him. And I don't mean like a little crack. I mean like absolutely lose his mind. He just yeah. wanted to be by himself. Um, and it was just, yeah, just wanted yeah. to be by himself. Didn't want to be cuddled, didn't want to be held. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
you meant to love me. Yeah. <laughs> Show me love, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, he was did, wouldn't go to anyone else apart from me and my husband mm-hmm. and my mum. And, yeah, it was just just little things that you would see and it's like, hang on, other babies don't do that or other toddlers don't do that. Mm, Yeah, well, they've grown out of Um, it. But I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know anyone with autism. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought I didn't. I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't spoken about four years ago. No. And now I'm just like, oh, they go, oh, my child has autism. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that when Liam was little and I was going through this and I was like, I don't know anyone, so I don't know to what is right, what's wrong, and mm. who to ask questions. Mm. Yeah, that must have been tricky, like that knowing, because mum gut, mum gut's always right, knowing that there was always. something off, but not, you know, not being able to put your finger on anything or pinpoint or again, who do you talk to about these little things that you can't put yep. it down to anything in particular? Um, so, what did you do mm. when you noticed those? red flags did you go and obviously speak to your pediatrician or was that already obviously you said that was in the back of their mind already it was in the back of their mind already um so I learned very early uh through Liam being in and out of hospital just to record everything mm-hmm. yeah so that I had proof yeah so because as we all know kids go then to the pediatrician or the doctor and, and they're fine they act fine like mm-hmm. nothing's wrong um so obviously just showed him all the videos that we had of him doing different things mm-hmm. and a lot of it was the flapping. Yep. Um, and then Liam also does the flicking of the ears. Yep. Yep. Um, so they were a lot of red flags for us. Yep. And did he get put through an assessment then? Is that how they diagnosed him? Um, no. So Liam he did an assessment without doing an assessment. <laughs> so okay. weird, but, um, <laughs> he was seeing a OT, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, sorry, and a speechy through mm-hmm. the our local hospital mm-hmm. and all their reports together. They yeah, said, look, that was you enough. don't need to do the assessment. That was yeah. enough. He's yeah, proof. ticking yeah. every box. Yeah. So. Yeah. so I hate to say this word because it's, it's, another, it's like normal, <laughs> but he was obviously – typical of what they see in autism all like they said the flicking yes. of flicking of the yes. ears and the and he had a lot of sensory stuff along with that didn't he yes, yes yeah so he was diagnosed with sensory processing disorder at that similar time yes yeah so um at three they diagnosed him with epilepsy childhood anxiety autism and sensory processing disorder. Wow. That's so that's so when it all many. really happened. Yeah. All the diagnoses came yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. How did you process all of those being told that, like, obviously you knew there was something going on, but it was more than just one thing happening at one go. Uh, truthfully relief yeah. that I wasn't going crazy, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that there was something different that was going on to um, the other children that he was um, in his playgroup and um, that time we would get some help yes although took a while with the NDIS but (laughs) we finally got there yeah I know NDIS a few years ago was quite awful unfortunately to get to get support quite hard wasn't it yeah especially with um from what I've heard again this is just what I've yeah for autism um, it's sometimes not recognised as a yeah as a true disability yeah. in like inverted commas. Yeah. Um, so did you were NDIS supportive or did the process just take a long time? Uh, it took a fair while. So when we first applied, it was when we when he got diagnosed with global development delay. So that was oh, yeah. eighteen months. Yes. Then we were yeah yeah we were told no. Nah, you're not going to get it. Don't worry about it. He's too what? young and it's not a real disability, basically. Oh my um, gosh! And I'm like, um, I've got a piece of paper saying it is. Yeah. So you come live with my child. Yeah, how do you support him <laughs> otherwise? Like, do you expect us to fund all of our own therapies? Yep. So basically, we did. We um, had a speechy and an OT that we funded ourselves, wow. and as you know, they're not cheap. No, not cheap at all. Um, and then when he was diagnosed with autism, we put it through again. And then I think it took about six months to go through. Yeah, okay. And then we finally got 
the funding. Um, but yeah, it was just very difficult because they were very dismissive. Anything I would say, they almost didn't believe mm. it was. Mm. I said, "Oh, Liam can't open a packet of tiny teddies," but they were like, "Most children can." I went exactly. So I got That's a my point. Of tiny teddies <laughs> mm. to Liam, That's and why I said, we're here. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, they were like, "Oh, yeah, but pe- people try and get stuff they don't need." I'm like, "All I'm asking for is therapy time." Yeah, That's all yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. That sucks because, Sorry. yeah, yeah, that breaks my heart because that was not at all my experience. I don't know about you, Grecian, with NDIS. We were, mm. I don't know if we were just lucky, but, um, yeah, it's awful that you have to, like you said earlier, you learnt to record things because you needed proof. Like that's just saying, that's a huge statement about how little people mm-hmm. trust you when, you when you're talking about your child and their yep. their behaviours and delays. It's it's scary, really. It's sad. I know. I'm yeah. like, um, I've got better places to be than yeah, exactly. at the hospital with my child. Yeah. Or... Do you think I want this to be the way it is? Like, it's just, yeah, insane. Mm. And unfortunately, it's still a fight with NDIS. Uh, <laughs> but... mm, okay. Bugger. Um, let's chat about his epilepsy. So when did he, I'm guessing he had a seizure, so that's when he was diagnosed. Um, and what did that sort of look like? When did that happen? Okay, so he didn't actually have a seizure. Okay. My, it was his third birthday, or just before his third birthday, my sister works in the medical field mm. and she noticed him having an absent seizure, mm. um, so not a mm-hmm. true typical yeah. seizure. Yeah. Yep. And she said, I'm 90% sure he's having an absent seizure. Mm. And I felt horrible because he'd been having these staring, staring yeah. off moments type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I thought, yep, that's just what little kids do. Yep. They just stare off into the distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And um, we ironically had a paediatrician appointment the next day and then the, he was doing it then and then he actually had his first drop seizure at the peds office at the same time. Oh. <sighs> well, you didn't have to prove yourself and then, did you? No, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, okay, yep. That's new, but yeah. let's add that to are. the list. So, like, yeah, we're in the right yeah. place yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah, so he tried to take out the Pete's computer with his head, which was interesting. Oh, but gosh. Oh, dear. Oh, man. But, yeah, so that's when epilepsy came along and, yeah, epilepsy has been definitely a curveball, mm-hmm. um, especially with dealing with school and him having seizures at school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that we're learning to live by yeah. so because it's been about four years now yeah um so when did they start him on medication I'm assuming he's on medication for those absent seizures drop seizures and is the medication working um so he started on medication straight away just a yeah. little itty bitty amount mm-hmm. uh, because obviously he just had his first drop seizure and yeah they wanted to track how many he was having. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been on medication for four years now and we just upped it yesterday because um, on Monday he had a big episode which mm. lasted basically all day. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It was um In a drop seizure? Like, yeah, or... what do they look like now? Yeah. Um, so Liam normally knows one's coming along. So okay. he will find somewhere where he can sit and lay down or just sit and prop himself up. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said, Mummy, I don't feel well. Mm. And he just laid straight down on my lap and I could see because his eyes you were You just flipping. know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was basically on and off all day. So we've just upped his medication again to mm-hmm. morning and night yep. to hopefully – as he grows, he needs a bit more, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do to yeah. manage that then, that day that he had let's see, that long seizure? Do you intervene like with medication like midazolam or anything or do you just watch him? No. So we just write it out. Um, yep. That's what we were advised to do. Yep. Um, and obviously just check he's in a safe position. Mm-hmm. Um, he's generally semi-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he knows what's going on without sort of being awake. Yep. Um, yeah. So okay. as long as I can get him to sort of respond to me every half an hour, then it's um, okay. Then we don't have to go to hospital and don't need any further treatment. 
Gosh, that must be scary in itself, though, for you. Especially lasting that long. Yeah. yeah. It is, but it isn't. I'm just, I'm so used You're to so it. You're so used to it now. I don't yeah. know any different. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I remember wow. messaging you, Haley, and being like, is this normal? What's going on? Because yeah. Riley's are so similar to Liam's. Um, yeah. yeah. So you've been a big support for, to me and Riley's seizures. And I just want to say thank you. Yeah, it's interesting how Riley is very, very similar to Liam and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Like I remember messaging you going, yeah. have you, has she been tested for this? Because yep. obviously you live in Perth, I live in Brisbane, but yep. I could just see little things so similar. through your stories that yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to scare you. No, but it's, but yeah, it's that the same thing line, line, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I actually wrote. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't be upset or scared. No, (laughs) not at all. But that's the beauty of social media, isn't it? Having people that you can connect with that are going through similar and then you can ask questions and say, Mm -hmm. is this normal or or is this similar to what you experienced? And you can get at least some insight so that you can take that to your appointments and be like, oh, we've we've thought about this and this looks similar to this. Whereas otherwise you're just going in blind and you've got no idea. 100%. Like you said, Haley, people weren't talking about it four years ago, and that made it hard um, for you. But now you've got the you've got the insight to help other people, which is amazing, really. I know. I guess I guess that's why it's so, especially with IVF and Liam's story, mm. that I'm so open because it wasn't talked about, especially yeah. when we started trying for a baby and then the autism all those years ago. Yeah, I didn't know anyone, and now it's like every fifth person or yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, hey, I'm going through the same thing. And it's like, where yeah. were you all those, oh, years, those ago? years ago? Oh, those years ago, yeah. I was just doing everything by myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And can you tell us what oppositional defiant mm. disorder is? Okay, the easiest way to explain um, that in Liam's case mm-hmm. is anything you say, he wants to do the opposite. Okay. So if you say, Liam, would you like some chocolate? He'll say no. But he really wants But he does want it. Yeah. 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 But because I said, do you do want? Do you want? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. Or okay. Liam, we need to go this way. I'm saying, right, he will go left. Right. Wow. Um, so that's the easiest way to explain in Liam's case. So how do you yep. deal with that? that? Um, so we let Liam have choices, mm-hmm. but they're not really choices. Yep. Yeah. It's just carefully worded sentences Mm -hmm. to make him feel like he's in control and that he has the choice of what we do yeah where it's not really yep i'm sort of telling him what to do in a roundabout way yeah does it sound familiar grecian remember when i was saying this yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was saying this that's exactly what our ot has given us for jack in he's not been diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder but he is very fiercely independent and well, yeah, mm-hmm. they've just suggested that we give him choices that are, you know, what I not what choices. I, giving him choices, yeah. but yeah. not choices, and that um, that gives him some back some control. So yeah, that really that really hit home for me what you just said because I think mm. I've said pretty much the exact exact same things in the past. Yeah, yeah. When I heard your podcast, mm. I was like, oh my god, that's legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even just hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I should be questioning that with Jack. But, like, this is the thing. You just don't know about stuff until you hear of it. I've um, never heard of, of that I've never as heard an of actual either. disorder. Yeah. 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 Neither did I until he got diagnosed. Until... I just thought he was stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what I keep saying. I'm yeah. like, he's just fiercely independent, right? Yeah. 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 And, like, obviously toddlers are like that anyway. So you put a lot of that down to oh, he's just, just being a toddler. Yeah. Yep. Just, just the age. Yeah. And I guess but he was, Liam was diagnosed at six years with that. So I guess he'd gone past that mm. being a typical, you know, toddler behavior. Yeah. Definitely more of a um, something else is going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of um, doctors were like, oh, no, it's because he's got autism. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not because I know other children that have autism. Mm. Obviously, autism is a big spectrum, but yeah. they don't do what Liam does. Yeah. 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 And don't need to have that control and mm-hmm. doing the opposite of what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are his behaviours now? And like, what does a typical day look like for Liam and you guys? 
depends what mood he's in. <laughs> depends if he's um, had any sleep, right? Because I've heard there's a lot of lack yes. of sleep going on in your household. Yeah, so Liam only sleeps basically three hours of broken oh my sleep gosh. night. Oh, man. Um, so we co-sleep, so therefore um, I don't really sleep either. So hence the beautiful bags under my eyes. Oh, um, that's so tough. But mm-hmm. It is, but it's also I don't know any different. Again, like, you don't being know. being an awful yeah. sleeper from day dot. Yeah. So yeah. When Alex has a two and a half hour sleep, I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Um, so he has to have his set routine in the morning and you mm-hmm. can't change that. So we basically get up at four AM. Um, because mm. his brother likes to wake up at that time too. I'm like, mm-hmm. Can we at least get to five, please? Yeah. yeah. Um and he has his set iPad time and then it basically takes me four hours to get him ready for school mm-hmm. if I can get him to school that day. Yeah. Um, so he has a set time. He's very time orientated. You can't do anything a minute later, a minute earlier. It's got to be to the second. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's just very regimental. Obviously he doesn't have enough strength because um, he also has low muscle tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he can't brush his own hair, can't brush his own teeth. I still have to get him undressed and dressed, um, plus having Alex hanging off my leg, wanting to yep. be picked up. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Liam normally has a liquid breakfast because um, it's just easier yep. to get something in him before he goes to school. Yeah, one less thing you have to fight him for. Well, he, he just won't feed himself. Yeah, mm, makes it a bit easier so, that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, otherwise, oh, now that Alex is eating breakfast, it's a little bit easier. I'm just one spoon for him and one, one spoon, spoon for <laughs> yeah. Lee. Yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah. And then, yeah, it just depends whether it's a school day or if it's not a school day. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it's just it has to be the routine that we've got. And if we're going to do something, I need to pre-warn him mm. exactly what we're going to do. He'll hop yeah. on Google Maps, track where it is, how far, yeah. What? How long we're going to be there? Mm-hmm. What exactly we're going to do, and everything to the minute. Yeah. Wow. So he really needs to be in control of everything. Yes. Yeah. So when did this routine sort of start? How did you? Did someone suggest that that's what would be good for him, or you figured out that that was what was going to help needed. him? And how long have you been doing that? Um. So we started the routine. We kind of had a rough routine. Before anyway, he was diagnosed yeah. with anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found that we had to use the little cards and yep. then he was nonverbal. So we had to pick cards on his um, iPad and yep. like we would have his day set out and it just, he just seemed calmer in himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, right, this is what we're going to do. He's calm, he's happy and we'll just go forward. So Luckily, we don't so much need the cards now. Um, He will have days where he is just doesn't want to talk and he'll just be mute for that day, Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because then I have two kids screaming at me Mm. Um, and none of them can tell me what they want. Yeah. Yeah, that must be tough. Do you developmentally then, what, what is he like? At what, what sort of age would you put him developmentally? I know obviously there's a big range, but, yeah. Um, yeah, when you talk about Alex and do you almost compare them in terms of, like you said, they're both screaming at you? Um, Some days, yeah. Some days it's it's literally like having two infants. Yeah. Um, so Liam's mental age has been classified as a three four-year-old at the moment okay um but Liam also is very very smart smart yeah yeah. so it's the two we sort of say the two the two edges of Liam there's the maturity and the developmental side but then he's also way like he'll pop out mass questions and just tell me the answer. I need yeah. a calculate to answer because yeah. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So interesting how their brain works and like, yeah, I'd love to understand it more. Mm. Yeah, me too. I'd love to be able to look inside mm-hmm. their brain and know what's going on because 
sometimes I can just see him. He's sitting there and he's stimming and mm. he's pitching at his fingers. And I'm trying to get him to stop because he's made his fingers bleed. But mm. he's just so in his head. That yeah. yeah. What's going on in there to he's make you continue? Like, like why, why are you not picking yeah. up that? Why? Yeah. Like, I'd love to know how mm. it regulates them. Yeah. He doesn't turn off. Yeah. Mm. He's just go 24 7 like he may even be sitting there quietly Mm. but you can tell that his brain is going 24 7 yeah with his sleep have they ever tried medication for his sleep like melatonin or something yeah so Liam's on melatonin um Mm. so we have a combination of intuitive to calm his farm we have melatonin and then his epilepsy medicine so those three combined mm-hmm. seem to eventually get him to sleep, yeah. but they're not designed to keep him asleep. We have tried other medication, but unfortunately he's reacted to it. Okay. Um, so, and we can't do a sleep study because he there's no way yeah. he would keep cords on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Did you say to calm his farm? <laughs> calm his farm. Yeah, I love that saying. <laughs> oh. Bless. I think that's a, a nice way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never wanting to change him. Yeah. No. Like, he's a lovely little boy, or he's almost taller than me. Yeah. Um, but, really? <laughs> yeah, he's um 135 centimetres and 45 kilos. Oh, my god! So he is a big unit. Yeah. I'm you compare him 75. to Riley. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're, like, opposite ends. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Liam doesn't have some things to write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just their, even their personalities. Yep. When Riley does that cheeky little smile, mm-hmm. I'm like, There's Liam. oh, my God, that's Liam. Yep. He's just gone, I've just got away with murder. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're so cheeky. Uh, but even Grecian, like if we think of James and Adeline and their mm-hmm. size and compare that to Liam because they're the same age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, Wow. And do they, there was no reason for him being such a big kid. That's just the way he is. Just the way he is. Yeah. We did joke that he was the IVF doctors. Um, <laughs> start, but he was too. Because uh, my IVF doctor was really tall and oh, fluffy and had long hair. And Liam was a baby, had blonde, blonde hair. hair. We were like, whoa, what's uh-huh. going on here? Uh, but he looks too much like my husband. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, well. Yeah. It's funny. So then does Liam understand what's going on with him and his multiple diagnosis? Um, Yes and no. Okay. So Liam tells me that his brain dances and that he gets very frustrated by his brain dancing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. He doesn't understand. It's such a beautiful child way to explain it. Yeah. That's my heart. Yeah. And he just came out with that one day? He did. He just came out with that. And I said I said to him at the time, because it was very Mm. random when he came out. And I was was like, did someone say that to Mm. you? And Mm. he's like, no. That's That's just how he felt. Yeah. 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 Mm. Wow. That's lovely. And sorry, I'm going to go back a bit. When you talked about, you know, the days that you have to go out of the house and explaining it and preparing for it how does he go out of the house what does that look like is there things you have to put in place when you're out and about obviously with I'm guessing he's still is he still quite sensory with noises and things what do you sort of yes what do you do there so he has his ear protectors that Mm -hmm. we have on us 24 7 yeah um obviously I try and avoid areas where it is noisy um like he loves the theme parks Mm. which we do go to. You do go regularly, yeah. 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 So it's a routine for him. He knows what time characters are coming out. He knows what time we do this, where we go. Um, But you'll see he often has his headphones on. Um, So they sort of mute the world out so that he can be in his own happy place. Um, If he is having a rough day, we just won't because I can't. Yeah physically restrain him anymore yeah um because he's so big now so unless my husband's with me 
we tend not to go out if he's having a bad day. Yeah. And it's also safety for Alexander because yeah. obviously I'm only one person mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, you never know who's around. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was kind of alluding mm. to is if you have to put some physical, it sounds awful, but some physical things in place if he does have a bad day. Um, like will he just, what would happen if you went out on a bad day? He would just run or...? Um, he is not so much a runner. He runs at school but doesn't really run um, from me because he wants to be with With me. With you, yeah. But he will be physical towards me. So I will have to restrain him so he doesn't hurt himself or hurt me um, because he's very flight or um, fight so he'll just keep going yeah he yeah. doesn't know when to stop no. he doesn't remember any of it yeah um he's just in that mindset that I need to get out of where I am right and now do yeah. I can. yeah 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 and is there anything in particular that really triggers him uh it could be anything or anything yeah. we're struggling with the triggers mm-hmm. especially as he gets older which um, is tricky yeah could look at him yeah yeah and hit would set him off Next day you could look at him and it wouldn't set him off. Mm, yeah, that's um, yeah. But, yeah, mostly the sensory, so certain noises or yep. people are too close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like it. Yeah. So currently what therapies does he do to help him through all of these diagnoses? Um, so Liam sees a – I've had to write notes so that I can remember – um, so Liam sees a psychologist, a physical therapist, occupational therapist, speech therapist, behavioural therapist, music therapist, and he attends swimming therapy to try and improve his strength. Wow. Yep. How often are these therapies? Uh, they are pretty much all weekly apart from his psychologist, which is every fortnight. Wow. How do you fit school in? Yeah. <laughs> Does he go to school every day? Uh, <laughs> or do people go theory. to the school to do the therapies? How does it all work? Um, so school and Liam's a bit of a mm, I've interesting. Seen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's, yeah. let's go into that. <laughs> Just going to be very careful on what I say. Yeah, okay. Is he at a mainstream uh, school or does he go to a special school? So Liam goes to a mainstream school. He isn't because he doesn't have an intellectual delay. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't qualify mm. for a special school. Yeah. Um, and the two autism schools that we do have around us, one is public and one is private. The private one is like we can't afford it and they have a wait list. Yeah. Yeah. 20 yards long. Yeah. And then the public one also has a huge wait list, you would basically, as soon as you get them diagnosed as little ones, you'd have to get them on the wow. list. Mm. So just shows that there's is... not enough enough around, doesn't it? No, no there's yeah. definitely not, especially for the children that are in that middle ground yeah. where they need so much extra support to be in mainstream schools, yeah. but there's not that extra support. It all comes down to funding. Yeah. Um, Liam's school's trying their best Mm. um but unfortunately Liam's behavioral outbursts and meltdowns um make it quite challenging especially with his size and um because he does use his hands Mm. um towards others it makes it very difficult because obviously they need to keep their staff and their students safe and also Liam's safe. So does he like have one-on-one full-time support? No, No not at the moment um it's something that we're working towards. Um, yeah. In Queensland, it's a bit challenging to get that. Yeah, um, that must be so hard. Yeah. Um, There's such a gap so there, he, isn't there? Yeah. Like, yeah. There is. So he has someone that comes in and out, um, but it's not necessarily the same person. Um, he does have a designated area that he can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does need a timeout, they take him on. It feels bad because it sounds like a bit like a puppy, but they take him on regular walks and breaks yeah. to, like, get yeah. him out of the classroom. Yeah. Um, he does see um, 
we've just upgraded it to four of these therapists at school. Um, yeah, okay. They've finally let the therapy team in. At first it was like, no, nah, we're not going to. And I'm like, Why? no, you yeah. need to because yeah. I'm not at school. Yeah. I can't. I can't help any more than I'm already helping. I'm not physically there. Mm. I'm not an expert. Yes, I know I can see things that they can't, that mm. I know are going to trigger him. Um, but I'm like, he needs his therapist in there so that they can see firsthand yeah. what yeah. and guide you to, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't do this way. Maybe we should do this way. Yeah. Yeah, and because it's going to be different on different days as well. So you need that insight nearly every day to know what he's going to be like. Yeah, exactly. Like the school's pretty good. Um, like if it's free dress day, I generally don't send him because kids are in different clothes. Yeah, okay. That, yeah. That's too much for him. He can't yeah. cope with that. Or if they've got an excursion, although thanks to COVID, we haven't really had any. They keep getting cancelled. Um but if they've got something else on, yeah. the school will ask me to come with him yeah. so that he does have that extra support. Yeah. And um, that safe place that in case anything yeah. happens, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And then even on parades, if there's going to be music, mm-hmm. I will collect him early yeah. um, because it's also the flow on effect is if yeah. he's been triggered during that day, then when I get him home, he's just wild yeah. and yeah I'm like if I can cancel that out yeah absolutely push his boundaries but not push them so far that he's mm-hmm. going to basically trash the house yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the afternoon yeah and then there's also the safety of Alexander because obviously Alexander's at home as well how has your life changed then since Alexander's come along did you notice a change in Liam when he was born and how have you adjusted to a second child? It's been very interesting. Um, obviously, the first few weeks I was just like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Uh, especially because it was a long break. Um, but I think because we had we knew from very early on that we were pregnant Um mm. We told Liam straight away um, it was a twin pregnancy to start yeah. off with and we let oh. Liam know that, look, there's going to be two babies coming around your birthday and mm. he's obviously got to mark it where it is. Yeah. Um, so he was fine. The When the baby came home, he was a little bit off, um, but I sort of gave the baby to my husband as much as I could so that he mm-hmm. could have that one-on-one time with me. We made sure that he still felt heard and special. Um, We have our good days and we have our bad days. Um, Liam at the moment doesn't like when Alex cries. It triggers him. Mm -hmm. Um, But unfortunately Alex is teething. So So he's going to (laughs) cry. So yeah, So he's going to cry. So um, I just try and make sure that, they're very much separated. Um, Alex and Liam can't be in the same room by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I go to the bathroom, I have to take Alex with me um, mm-hmm. because Liam has no concept on how big mm-hmm. he is and yeah. he will just yeah. not on purpose. No, he doesn't no. mean to. But mo- yeah. Mostly not on purpose. Like he'd just sit on Alex. He wouldn't, wouldn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Wouldn't understand. And mm-hmm. we're still trying to explain to him, look, Alex's little baby. Mm-hmm. You've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, he would just, or he'd just pick him up by the leg like a yeah. rag doll and just mm-hmm. wouldn't. Yeah. No wouldn't, comprehension. There's no comprehension about it. Yeah. No. And then you get some days where he's like, oh, I love you, Alex. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then other days where he's like, can we get rid of that baby? Yeah. So yeah. you asked for a baby brother, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. You can't take that back now. <laughs> no. Uh, you're incredible. I'm, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what you're dealing with every single day, it blows me away. I think it's uh, like I find it interesting when people say that because, well, apart from I don't really take compliments well. <laughs> Not many of us do, unfortunately. No. <laughs> so, I was like, where, where's the butt coming? But um, a bit like yourselves, like you don't know any different mm. 
And especially with Liam being my first child, um, it's not like I had someone to compare mm. him to. Like Liam's all I've known. Mm, and obviously Alex being one now and Alex can crawl and do mm. a few things that Liam couldn't at this age. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, you're doing that already. Yeah, I was going to ask, is there is there comparisons there now with Alex? Do you find yourself looking at him going, oh, are there any traits similar to Liam? Yes. Yeah. Um, so there are many traits that are very similar to Liam. Okay. And ironically, a few things like clapping and passing toys, mm-hmm. Liam actually did before Alex. Wow. Yeah, okay. And because yeah. they're only a week apart, I just like look back through the photos yeah, and videos that I took and I'm like, yeah. oh, how interesting. Liam yeah. did this before Alex, but now Alex is crawling mm, way yeah. before Liam did. Um, but, yeah, I do look with a sort of different mind, but I'm also careful that I don't want to label yeah. things onto Alexander yeah. that aren't sort that of That must be so things. hard for you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, trying to separate the two but still having that in the back of your mind. It's tricky. Yeah, because yeah. Alex yeah. has a lot of sensory things that are also, but he's also one, so yeah. that's yeah. age-appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sort of like in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just keep an eye on that. Um, and especially yeah. uh, before he was crawling, um, so Alex's feet sort of turn in and I was, like, in a panic because I was, like, oh, no, God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to yeah. have another child that's going to have to have physio and stuff like that. And thankfully we just had a little bit of physio and his feet still turn, but yeah. mm-hmm. it's a lot better than it was and he's able to crawl. But I did have that fear for a minute. Of, that moment of, yeah. like, shit, here we go. caught myself to be, like, look, if it is, it is, and if it isn't, it isn't. Yeah, mm. there's no point about stressing about something that you can't change. I can't change Liam's rap sheet of diagnosis. Yeah, but I can try and raise him to be the best person that he can be, and that's what I've always sort of put out that yes, Liam has disabilities, but that's not Liam. Mm. Liam is his own person. It's just that he has these little extra traits. Mm. that make him unique to being Liam and just like his mathematical skills that still blow my mind mm. um my six and seven year olds can't do that no. mm. so it's just each child's different and that's just what makes Liam special oh that's beautiful amen mama my god yeah like, yeah like, that's my snippet for my um yeah there you <laughs> go there's your there's, there's my snippet for this episode what you just said was <laughs> it was like, amazing oh. yeah and that's that's why I think you're incredible because you are so level-headed about it like you've mm-hmm. just got this breezy nature about yourself and that's probably why so many people have warmed to you and your story as well is the way that you manage everything like some people wouldn't be as calm and as you are like I think that's yeah you should be very proud and take that as a compliment uh, <laughs> yeah take it don't take get it. me wrong I, I, yeah. I have moments when I'm oh, knocking it a corner day. and crying but um, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just like there's no point of yeah. dwelling on stuff that we can't change don't get me wrong do sometimes I wish things were different mm, yeah. yes but are they no same with our infertility journey do I wish we could just do the traditional roll in the sheets yes but we couldn't so um it's just sort of your life throws you curveballs and you've just got to keep going so and I think that that's a very that's an attitude that so many most of our guests have because what else like it's true what else can you do but try and have a positive attitude and get through each day because otherwise you don't if you couldn't get through each day if you sat there wallowing (laughs) I shouldn't say wallowing but you know thinking of the what ifs and questioning it um I think this community has has Mm -hmm. that sense of can't change anything so let's just enjoy it and it is beautiful and it doesn't change like anything about 
our darlings at all. Like yeah, as they walk in the door, we wouldn't change. <laughs> hello, hello, darlings. Hello, hi, darlings. Oh, there's three of them here. Oh. Hello, bye bye, daddy, daddy. She's saying bye bye. Bye. So, how has your relationship with your partner been through all of this? Um, it's been, I think, growing a very growing time for both of us. Um, we've both really learned a lot. Yeah. Um. Obviously, yes, we'd like to be sleeping in the same bed as each other. Yeah. Um. But I think it's grown us closer as a couple because we've had to unite and yeah be really strong for each other especially with both of the battles um yeah in our lives and obviously me taking on the majority and then him um obviously working long hours to try Mm. and keep us afloat in life so um we're very grateful for one another um and the little time that we do get to spend alone normally watching TV for 30 seconds, which mm. we're not really watching, we're just shoving food in our face so mm. we can eat, yeah. um, is nice. And then when we do get that rare, rare day, uh, day, um, it's nice to have that. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you get that time though, that date day or like an hour to yourselves where you don't have a child um, hanging off you? <laughs> like, I feel like you deserve that. <laughs> Um, it's hard because, um, we don't have much support and mm. my mum is amazing and will take the boys, uh, when she can, but she still works full time and doesn't yeah. get home till late. So mm. I don't really have anyone else to be able to take Liam and be comfortable yeah. with, with, and that he feels comfortable he, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we have just started um, with a support worker. I was going to ask Liam, about a support but, worker. Yeah, yeah. But because he's, I'm not sure if it's the same um, different states, but in Queensland it's really hard to get a support worker before seven. Um, but because yeah. of the physical aggression towards yeah. um, Alexander, we were granted one to try and help Liam be able to self-regulate with support Mm -hmm. um, and have those um, skills to try and improve to be more independent. Yeah. Um, But that's only two hours a day, um, Monday to Friday. Mm, It's insane, isn't it? It's just not fair. He has recently not been allowed at school, shall we say? Um, due to certain behavioural issues and I've basically had to pull those hours because I've still got to work certain days um, to have the support worker to be there for Liam because obviously he still needs to be looked after Mm. um, so that I don't lose my income that I have that also helps support our family. This is where, again, there is such a huge freaking gap because... Yep. Would they rather a mum fall out of the workplace and not have an income and a job or would they rather just put in a bit more funding so that, like, you need independence too? Like, that's what a support worker is there for because you literally don't get a second to yourself otherwise. It's just... No, so <sighs> we, when I asked first when I was pregnant, I got told yes because I was concerned about the yeah. safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's a, it is, it's a safety issue for all of you, yeah. yeah. And and the newborn baby and I got told yes and then when we had the baby and I applied for it, we got told no. Mm. Um, we got told it. No, it's the parent's responsibility. And I said to them, well, my husband's at work he leaves at like four in the morning, doesn't get home till six or seven at night. I'm only one person. Mm. And they were like, oh, with a, a newborn. With like, a newborn. Yeah. Get a neighbor. And I'm like, yeah, just go get a neighbor. Go find a neighbor. If it was that like, easy, nice you would have. Yeah. But like with his behaviors. Yeah. I'm like, 
and they're like oh well he'll be at school and I'm like what like I don't know how to explain yes he's technically enrolled five days a week does he go five days a week no he's either refusal or due to certain issues during the day he's had to come home and they're like oh well just then maybe you should you should just stay home and I just I was like oh yeah I'll just I'll go to the lotto tree the money tree out the back that Mm. I've got and I'll just go to that because I still got to put food on my table and pay the bills to be able to survive and that's what frustrates me a lot Mm. because I see a few people who know how to work the system get all these things and I'm like I'm not asking for all those extras I'm just asking for support for my son and the family and the therapy Mm. and that can't even be provided for half the time because now that he's seven they classify him that he doesn't need the intensive therapy Mm. it's not early childhood intervention anymore is it that's the age that it kind of cuts off isn't it yeah yeah, so apparently he's all grown up now that he's turning seven. And I'm like, oh, you Ridiculous. That frustrating. Yeah. Um, so pretty much we got a quarter of our funding. Yeah, that's so oh that we fucking did. wrong. <laughs> so and wrong. I was like, if he doesn't have therapy for two weeks, he regresses. Yeah. And he's already, like you said, he's already developmentally at level of a three-year-old, but they don't take that into account, do they? No, and because because of the germs, it's all via the phone. They mm. don't come into your house and see what you're living with mm. um, to know, okay, well, yes, we've got all these reports, and then they're like, oh, the therapists just want money. And I'm like, yeah, they want to be paid, yeah. but they don't care whether it's Liam or Riley or, Ch- mm. or like, yeah. they don't yeah. care which child it is. They, they're doing their job just like we all do our jobs they've all got waiting lists for months and months like that's what frustrates me as well as they think that the therapists just like drag it along I'm like they've got waiting lists they're not deliberately keeping kids on because they're not going to have work or get paid they'll (laughs) people are waiting for these appointments it's just just none of it makes sense none of it makes sense we got told um maybe don't use the primary therapist, use their assistant because they're cheaper. And I'm like, even if we were to do that, they've still got a waiting list 20 yards long to be able to get onto that list. Mm. And I'm like, do you not think that I would want to stretch my therapy budget as much as I can? Like Mm. I want to get the most out of it Mm. because like Liam easily spends – like almost two thousand dollars a week in therapy mm. bills. Yeah, gosh. I don't have two thousand dollars to no. spend. No, not at all. On therapy, like I would spend every cent I had to keep him supported, but but realistically, unless it, well, on top can't. of That's just no, on top of living, your house, your bills, your food, like everything, you just can't. Yeah, and we've had to put Alex in daycare more than I would want. For Alex to be safe, mm. yeah, and not because it's so your choice or bill. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So we had to put Alex in at four months to make sure that he was safe over those Christmas holidays because I didn't have support mm. of a support worker. Yeah. So I had Liam with me full time um, over Christmas. My husband's at work. My mum's at work, mm. and. Yeah, I'm just like, so when am I meant to? They're like, oh, do work when he's asleep. Cause I yeah, sure. Work. It is so ridiculous. Because yeah. I do freelance, <laughs> so I work from home. And I'm like, but he doesn't sleep. Yeah. And you need to sleep the, the three hours that you get a night. Like, sure, I just won't ever sleep. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh. So it just frustrates me because I'm just like, you come into my home, you spend 24 hours mm. with us. And then you, and then and then you decide. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I don't need and what I do need. Um, And the fact that they think that because you have a child with a syndrome, disability, or any of the above, that you know what you're doing. Mm. And that's my biggest thing is I 
go day by day. I don't know what mm. this afternoon will bring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Will I be sitting there going, okay, God, what do I do now with him mm. apart from keeping him safe? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, you should know how to use the system. Mm. Yeah, in my spare five minutes, I'll go research and read all the papers. Like I don't even have time <laughs> to go to the toilet by myself, <laughs> let alone know how all these systems and it's not your job you are meant to be his mum it is not your job to do that it Mm. just grinds my gears Mm -hmm. so what advice after all of this in your journey what would you give to someone going through something similar um so I would say take each day as it comes Mm -hmm. and each child is very different um and even though you may compare your children, yeah, just know that they have their own strengths and weaknesses mm. and make sure that you don't take no as an answer. If you feel something is wrong, you push and you push and you push until you get the, not necessarily the answer that you think, but a definitive answer to this may be what's happening with your child. Yep. Wow, that made, that's brought tears to my eyes, really. <laughs> like that's that's what we do as a mum. We fight, we push. Yeah, because no one else is going to fight for your child. Mm-mm. And as much as the therapists that you have around you are amazing, mm. you're sort of the leader of the band. And if yep. you're not out there pushing, no one else is going to push for your child. And don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Wise words from a wise woman. I'm blown away. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today, Hayley. I am just, again, like Amy said, I'm blown away with your, how you just do, how you do everything, literally everything (laughs) from infertility to Liam to Alexander to having a relationship with your husband. Just, yeah, I've got no words. Like normal, I'm speechless after talking to you. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing having on and actually seeing you face-to-face. Yay! <laughs> Not just through voice notes. Yeah. <laughs> voice notes are so much easier, though, than typing, especially when you've got children hanging off you. Well, the only downside is I have to wait and sneak away from Liam to be able to yeah, hear to be from able to do it. that's why sometimes there's a delay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm here, but I can't listen to it yep. because he'll react. <laughs> oh, see, that must be hard in itself as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hayley. You've been amazing. All right. Take care. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye.